So I'm a go-getter. I like to do big things and go out and make the next big thing happen and never quit and always do the next wonderful accomplishment and, and grit gets you there. But it doesn't always have to be so aggressive. Sometimes it can be peace and acceptance and understanding and taking the next opportunity when it avails itself. And that's what we're talking about today. Grit along a path that doesn't go the way you wanted it to go. Don't ever lose your passion. Let's hear about that from Danny Kimball next. This is a dash of grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours, here is Brian Leflock. And let's get cooking. Guys, I'm excited for this show today for many reasons, but for one, if you're watching on YouTube, you can meet my cat. Okay, so she was laying there on the couch before I started to record the show. And I talked with Danny, my guest that you're going to meet in a second. I said, I think I'm just going to leave her there because she seems really comfortable. And so that's her. That's uh, Gabby. So um, say hi to Gabby and we'll move forward. It takes grit sometimes to be a cat owner, maybe. Uh, Welcome to Dash of Grit. We are excited to talk to you today about grit and overcoming uh, challenges along the way. And, And I think for successful people, it means a lot of different ways. And I think we don't always know our path. If we knew our path, if it was well lit, if it was concrete and and clear of all debris, life would be really simple. Rarely does it work that way. And we're going to talk about that today with today's guest. It's Danny Kimball, formerly Chief Marketing Director of O'Neill Insurance and now doing things on our own with Azeli Marketing. We're thrilled to have you. Welcome to Dash of Grit, Danny Kimball. Thank you so much for having me today, Brian. What do you think about and the cat? And to the cat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love the, the cat is in the background. I, I went out it. and bought her just cat. for today, just as a prop. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Perfect backdrop. <laughs> so, Danny, thank you for joining us on the show. We're going to talk a lot about your uh, your path to success. And before we get there, let's talk about success. What are, what are you doing great now? What are you thrilled about? Uh, brag a little bit, would you? Sure. Yeah. So, I actually... Uh, recently stepped down from my my corporate job, I'd say, to start my own business. Um, and then I also had a, a fourth baby. And I know we're going to kind of dive into the business side of it, but I've had a, I had a fourth baby in the past, uh, she's 12 weeks old today. Wow. Um, and so I'm just kind of navigating this life of working from home, working a little bit more flexibly so that I can be more present with my family. And that to me is that journey towards us, towards success. That's the the life and the position that I'm in right now that feels successful to me. And I think that's extremely timely because a, a lot of folks are calling it the great resignation. And I don't buy that. I, I don't think people are just quitting. I think sure. people are moving into different places in their lives. And I think that a lot of times this show becomes about how do I get make more, do more, become more, build more. It doesn't always have to be about more. Um, mm. the success sometimes I define it as, as I have a dream and I haven't given up on it yet, which oh, I love that. that's right, right. That's what we're trying to accomplish. And so Danny, tell me about your story. And, and, and I can't wait. I know that there are moms and dads out there right now wondering what success for them looks like. And I, I, I hope that we will inspire them. So talk to me about your, your pathway. Sure. So uh, I think you hit it hit it right on the head when you said at the in your introduction that we don't always know the path that we're 
we're where we we have a destination in mind, but we don't know exactly how we're going to get to that destination all the time. Mm-hmm. And even if we map out the path, right? Even if we have everything planned out, detours happen. Things happen in life that you don't expect. And so that is much of my path. I have one clear destination at the end, but that is much of my career path and my my life in general. And so I um, you know, I grew up uh, really, really immersed in the performing arts. I, I loved to dance. I danced at a local dance studio. And by the time I got to high school, I was part of a program that allowed me to leave school at 1030. And I could go train and teach dance and rehearse and, and choreograph and perform and all the things that I just like loved so much. So I really, in high school, became serious about dance. And uh, I decided I wanted to go on and pursue a bachelor's degree in dance from the University of Akron. So I went to college for dance. Great experience there. While I was there, I also was part of this. This is when it was cool to have like a dance crew. So like MTV had America's Best Dance Crew on, you know, BET had dance crews on their shows. So I toured around with the dance crew. Uh, I did end up performing on BET with this crew as well. And um I was just so inspired by the people in that group and our constant desire to just express through movement and express through our bodies and and with each other, um, you know, choreographing and staying up, you know, while other people were maybe at frat parties and things Mm -hmm. like that on the weekends, we were down in this little college house basement with like target mirrors plastered up on the wall, like rehearsing and choreographing and um, I gosh, I just loved every minute of it. I, I ate it all up. So dance and, uh, was your passion and you had found a way to actually make that into something that was going to propel you further. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and you know, you don't really know it at the time, right? You don't know, right. you know, where that's propelling you, but I ended up then moving forward to pursue a master's degree in dance at Temple University in Philadelphia. And while I was there, I got to perform professionally a bit too. Um, but then, you know, my final semester of grad school, I ended up tearing my MCL. Mm. And it was literally the night before the last semester started. And so I tore my MCL and returned home. I sustained a number of blood clots from that injury. So I had to finish my dance degree from home, literally typing papers about dance theory and things just to graduate on time. Uh, and then I got back, I healed, I got back into dance and uh, got found that, you know, love for it still. And I was the director of performing arts for a school near Cleveland. Uh, and I ended up tearing my MCL again, again. the second time in, in a five-year period. So uh, that fifth year, uh, I, like I said, I tore the MCL. And uh, at that time, though, I knew it was time to transition. How did that, before you knew it was time to transition, you went through a, I, I have to assume you had to be angry or, or like, how did that make you feel that second time you're on your way to your dream, your passion. Yeah. And here's yeah. this log that not only hit you once, it hits you twice. How do you feel then? What are your thoughts? At the time I yeah. was so upset. Yeah. I was so upset. I, uh, this is everything that I had worked for, right? It's everything that I dreamed of since I was three years old when I started dance because I always wanted to be a dancer. And so I remember when I when I stepped down from that job because I knew like I needed to get the reconstructive knee surgery. It would be, well, I could get back into dance. It wouldn't be the same, right? So I was bawling my eyes out when I called the superintendent to say I need to, I can't, I can't be there next year. So 
Yeah. And, and was it about, it was about more than just telling the superintendent deep inside what was exactly. happening inside. Yeah. You know, you work with, and so at that point I was teaching an, over 200 students a day. And, uh, and so I was very much connected to helping them, you know, really express and grow and, yeah. uh, the arts. And I just love the arts and I believe in the arts. I still do. Um, so yeah, it was very overwhelming. Okay. So what do you do? <laughs> so I, uh, I was sitting, I remember this vividly. I was sitting on my couch. I was in a cast from my hip all the way down to my ankle. I was, um, feeling sorry for myself yeah. almost, which is embarrassed to look, embarrassing to look back on it. But I was, I was feeling sorry for myself. I was still crying, but I jumped on indeed. And I was like, okay, I know I need to nurture this like creative side. Um, but I can't, it can't be physical. So what needs to happen here at this time? I also had two kids at the time. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't know I, that. Okay. I had two kids at the time. The, the school that I was initially teaching dance at was about an hour and 10 minutes away from my home. So I was initially, when I was teaching dance, commuting an hour and 10 there, an hour and 10 back. I had two really little kids. You know, my husband was overwhelmed with the whole thing. So this almost starts to become a more of a blessing in disguise. And as I get on Indeed, I put in these filters on the, on the description or to search for the job. And I said, you know, I can't be commuting over then over 15 minutes, you know, I need, just need to be working somewhere close. I needed to fulfill that creative side of me, which is, um, uh, you know, something related to the arts or, you know, something along those lines. And so I started looking for like a marketing job. Yeah. Never, never had done marketing before. <laughs> I'm like, I know social media, you know, yeah, so like, okay, let's, sure. let's test this out. Right. <laughs> And um, up pops a marketing coordinator position for the local insurance agency up the street, 10 minutes from my house. So I was like, what the heck, I'm applying. You just <laughs> decided that, that's fascinating to me. So you, you see it on Indeed, it's marketing. You say, I'm going in. Sure. Yep. Oh, yeah, sure. Yep. Okay. Yep. How'd that go? And then, <laughs> and, and um, you know, to my surprise, so I, I, set, I create this resume. It's pretty like creative looking resume. It's not a Word doc with Times New Roman font. That's for sure. It has like my headshot and it's all jazzed up, but it's all dance. It's all dance on the, on the resume. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I send it in. And to my surprise though, they invited me to come interview. I was like, what, you know, like how, how in the world does that happen? So I, you know, and then I started looking at their website and I started doing research. It's insurance. Here I am like with this like bright and vivid arts background. And yeah. now I'm looking at insurance that felt at the time to me, boring and stale and yeah. archaic. Yeah. And even I'm getting that feel when I'm like looking up the website and I'm reading the content and everything felt outdated. And so I was just very hesitant, but at the same time through the arts, you're always taught to treat it like an audition. So I, and at bat in practicing, like an audition. So you always mm -hmm. take an audition opportunity. So that's what I did. I went in to the interview, yeah. uh, again, still in that cast. My leg was 180 degrees in this cast. I didn't know if I could drive, but I, uh, I technically wasn't supposed to drive, but I got in the car. I rolled this beach towel up under my hip and I drove into town. And I crutched into the insurance agency and, uh, <laughs> Man, then once I got there, though, I met the people uh, and I was sold on working for that organization. Um, 
Patrick O'Neill, Pat O'Neill, uh, Jody Maybaugh, they're, they're the owners there. And when I met them and started learning more about the culture and their vision for the agency, I was I was completely sold that that was where I was meant to be. So I, I but but when I heard this story the first time, I had this vision of my in uh, you, you see on Indeed, you see the opportunity, you say, okay, I'm going to try. You get on your crutches with your leg in a full cast. You walk in and say, here I am. I have no marketing experience. <laughs> yeah. I'm a former dancer and I'm crippled from the right. waist down. Let's talk. And, and <laughs> that, Train wreck, in other words. <laughs> give me some ideas. So I think there's grit there. I think that maybe even without knowing it, I don't even know if you were scared. I don't know if you were just having fun or screwing around. But the fact that you did it, the fact that you said, okay, I've got this against me, this against me, and this against me. If I'm playing baseball, I'm already out before I walk in the door, but I'm going to do it anyway. That's gritty to me. And I think that mm. paid off for you, right? Well, funny, Brian. It's funny you say that. I've never seen it that way. Okay. Because I I didn't go in thinking that I wasn't going to get it. Mm. I didn't go in thinking that I didn't have what it took. Like, I honestly, in my heart... and. To be honest, though, like looking back, I'm like, what was I thinking? Like <laughs> now I see it as grit. But like before I was like, oh, I got this. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know why it was like a confidence that I think I learned through the arts. Okay. Okay. Help people who are trying to overcome self-doubt. What, mm -hmm. what were, if you can remember back to then, which wasn't that long ago. Yeah. There had to be some idea of, look, I don't know that I, I have no experience. I, I, this is ridiculous. Right. What, what, what did you do to overcome the self-doubt just to get up off that chair and, 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 and limp in? Yeah. You know, I think that's a really good question. I think that with everything we have available to us, we can develop the skills to do a job. It's, but it's, it comes down to who we are as a human being, mm. as a person and how we approach life and how we see life. Like, you know, I'm an opportunistic person. I'm constantly like trying to just bet on myself that I'll figure it out instead of, oh, like I've never written an email marketing campaign, so I can't do it. So I'm not going to go do it. No, I'm going to like jump in and try and figure it out because I have YouTube. I have Google. I have everything that I could possibly need to know how to do that at my fingertips. Mm -hmm. And so you saw that opportunity and you said, I'm going, I'm going to bet on myself and I'm going to go. And so how'd it go? So you, you either, what, what's, what's the great story next? Is it the interview? Is it the actual starting of the job? Where did you uh, run into your next hurdle? Yeah. So when I was interviewing uh, with them, it was Patrick O'Neill, who's, who's the CEO there and Pat O'Neill, the president. Um, we sat down and they initially were talking about marketing stuff that I was not obviously speaking well to, other than just being honest to say, here's my background, here's my story. You saw it on the resume too. Uh, Patrick asked me, you know, what books do you read? What <laughs> marketing books do you read? I'm like, I've never read a marketing book in my life. And I was just, and I was being completely honest. But for them, and this is why I think it was a natural fit, is like for them, it wasn't necessarily that I had the marketing skills. That's why they brought me. It was more about, uh, we talked then about life, about who I was as a human being, who mm. I was as a person. We talked about family. I think we broke every rule in the interview, 
book, to be honest. We we started then talking about family and my children and, you know, what we wanted to accomplish in life, you know, as a family. And I just kind of laid it out there on the table. It's almost like I got a little vulnerable there and they did too. Hmm. Hmm. Do you think your vulnerability is what helped them to be vulnerable? Because I'm thinking, I just hearing this now, if you had the marketing experience and you had the resume and the pedigree and the school and all that stuff, they'd probably just want to talk about cost per clicks and conversions and whatever else marketing geeks like us talk about. But instead, since you didn't have that, they had to talk about something. And so they talked about you and you talked about them and away you guys went. And I do think it's naturally who they are a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, we did talk about marketing first, but it is naturally who they are. Like I think Patrick naturally wants to uh, work with people that align to and add to the culture there mm-hmm. and, uh, cares deeply about his people. Um, so, but yes, I think because we couldn't talk marketing talk, yeah. um, we talked more about that stuff. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And so then what happened? So now it's your first day, first week or whatever it might be on the job. How are you doing? Yeah. yeah. And, and that's when I had to really start figuring things out. Yeah. Right? Cause so you can't fake he, it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So he got, he had this big binder for me of, of Dan Kennedy style marketing. Yep, yep. And I, and he was just like very open to like helping educate me on the marketing style that he was looking for. And then I started diving into digital marketing and social media marketing and all the stuff. And, um, together, you know, with that team, like they, they just helped me. They actually gave me the creative freedom to kind of drive it. And, that experience alone, I think, showed me that I'm naturally a storyteller. And while I wasn't telling a story through movement and through dance, through choreography, I was now telling the story of the agency and trying to make that help, like, communicate that message to the community. Okay, so that was my challenge. So I was using the people and the culture. And I always say, like, the agency became my studio the people became the people at the agency became my dancers and I was back to choreographing. I was back to being the storyteller. Wow. And so that dream that you always had, even though it's not necessarily standing and, and dancing and things, is still coming true because of the way you've kind of reframed your position and reframed right. your attitude and showed right. up. Good right. for you. Good for you. I just your Thank story you. makes me smile. When I heard you tell your story <laughs> on stage one day, I was just like, I that my the, the listeners need to hear that. It just makes me oh, so happy. I appreciate that. Good I for appreciate you. That. I'm interested if you can share, because you have experience here. Um, one of the things that I'm kind of passionate about is, is hiring marketing right now, because I don't, people are struggling to find workers. I don't believe workers are just sitting around doing nothing, collecting a government check. We could argue about that all day long, yeah. but I don't think that's the issue. So what is the problem? And I'm interested, what would you suggest based on your history to an employer how would you su- suggest they find the right people, uh, qualify the right people? Because you've just proven you don't have to have the degree from the fancy college right. to be successful in your job. How, what would right. you say to them? What advice would you give? Yeah, I would say, you know, be open when when opportunities come through the door of people that are applying to work at your organization and they don't fit the the, the specifications that you put on the job description. Mm-hmm be open because those could be your creative people that solve big problems that have those soft skills in some capacity that propel your organization to a new level, you know? Um, but if you're not open, uh, then, then you, it gets cookie cutter a little bit, you know, 
And I, I, I'm a true believer that soft skills speak volumes. Yeah. And, we, and, and when we realize what our culture is as a company, if we can, if we can look for that, when you walked into the, the office or limped into yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> office at, at O'Neill, stumbled in at, at O'Neill, they were a culture and they saw you as a fit. And if yeah. they were looking for a marketing person, they might've just said no. And look what you've been able to do for that company. So good for both of you. I'm wondering for you, you're on your own now, you're doing some things. What's next for Danny Kimball? Where do you need to show grit next? Strap them up and away you go. Um, what's yeah. next for you to overcome on your way? Sure. Yeah. So I would say this transition to my new role has been, uh, it was a scary move for me. You know, it was uh, is stepping down from a comfortable, you know, salary type position to finding my own opportunities and doing so in a way that puts my family, uh, my time with my family as a priority and that I'm very much present in their lives. You know, with little kids, I got to be around during the 830 to 5 typical corporate schedule. I need to like be more present with my children. And so it's navigating like, you know, uh, how, how do I continue to do what I love now, which is marketing? How do I continue to do this? and also be very much engaged and present in my children's lives. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the hurdle that I'm facing now. Cause I, I love to work to be honest. Yeah. I love it. And I didn't step down to work less. It was just to um, create that flexibility that I need. And I almost need to be disciplined about making sure that I do that. Yeah. And what's the thing that's going to try to knock you off? Is it working too hard or yeah. because you love your kids, you're not, that's not going to knock you off. Right. If you had to right. say yes or no, you're going to say yes to your kids. So what's exactly. the thing that's going to trip you up a little bit? What do you have to be aware of? I have to be aware of over committing on the work yeah. side. Yeah. 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 Setting clear boundaries there. Danny, if people wanted to reach out to you and to your new organization, Azele Marketing, um, to talk about your path, your path that you've taken, or even to talk about marketing opportunities, things of that sort, how would they do that? I'd say LinkedIn is the best way to reach out to me. Uh, Danny Kimball, D-A-N-I Kimball uh, is that's where I'm pretty engaged on the, of all the social platforms. You can find me there. Fantastic. Thank you, Danny. A quick word for our marketing company. We are Spire Marketing and we are a team of folks that are helping uh, businesses grow and do great things towards their goals and towards their success. I think it's fantastic that there are uh, so many different opportunities and ways to serve folks. And I know you're serving them there as well, Danny. And so in a world of abundance, we'll all just go out there and help everybody uh, grow and do wonderful things. So that's that. uh, that's Spire. And, and if you need to reach us, we're at spiread.com. I'm Brian Lovelock, the director of sales at Spire Marketing. That's Danny Kimball. Danny, you have a piece about you, a confidence that just lights up the room. And I think um, I, I know O'Neill Insurance has been thrilled to have you on their team. And, and I know you still do some work for them. And, and I'm thrilled to have you on the show because I, I think if anyone needed a bright light today to say that, hey, you can do this no matter what it is, you've provided it. So I do appreciate that. Oh, thank you so much for having me on today. Thanks, Danny. This is Dash of Grit. We do it every week. And if you're looking for more stories of inspiration, such as Danny's, uh, just scroll down the dashofgrit.com page and you'll find something that will, will float your boat and move you to the next spot. We'll see you next week. And until then, stay gritty. This is a Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things.